Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Maria Bradford to the podcast. Maria is a food writer and chef who is showcasing her style of Afrofusion cooking through her food business, Schwen Schwen, which offers bespoke dining experiences as well as mail order drinks and sauces inspired by her Sierra Leone heritage. Maria is also writing her debut cookery book, which will be out in 2023, and this week won an award for Best African Food Business at the Be Inclusive Hospitality Spotlight Awards. Congratulations, Maria, and welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. So much going on. How are you feeling? (laughs) Well, I was really shocked to win the award because they're fantastic. They were fantastic chefs um, that I was finalist with, but um, yeah, but I'm really, really pleased that I won. I think it's really well deserved. Thank you. Um, Very delighted. Just to lead people in a bit, um, could you tell us a little bit about your your journey in food and how you came to be doing what you're doing now? Yes. I will say I've been cooking since I was about eight, nine, because it's the thing that you do in Sierra Leone. Um, when you're a child, you just get involved in cooking because food is quite a communal thing in Sierra Leone. Everybody gets involved and um, everyone help, however little. And um, slowly, slowly, as the interest grows, they start trusting you with things like cooking rice. And then if you have more interest, they start trusting you with making sauces and that, and it grows um, further. But um, I didn't really grow up thinking that I, I'm going to be a chef. I knew I liked food and I was very curious about food. And I asked a lot of questions about ingredients and um, I had a huge fascination about ingredients and just how things change from just pile of ingredients to good looking food. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fascinated me. But being African, you don't really grow up thinking I'm going to be a chef. First of all, you don't really see that many people in Sierra Leone that are chefs. And and when I came to England, I didn't really see that many black people either that were chefs. So the aim was go to university and um, be an accountant. Which is what Completely I did. different, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's what I did. So I went to university and then um, I got a graduate job um, doing accounting for a local authority um, in Kent. Um, and I was with them for about 10 years. Um, then went to private um, company. But Whilst in that journey, I was still kind of doing little bits and pieces with food Mm. for family and friends, making sauces, especially the chili sauces, um, and just selling it to family and friends. About six years ago, I decided to kind of get involved fully in food. Um, I took myself to culinary school um, just um, because I wanted to get a bit of confidence in what I was doing already because I was doing a lot of stuff with African ingredients but I really wanted to get more confidence and be sure of um, what I was doing so I went to culinary school I went to Leeds Um, and afterwards I set up um, what was Maria Bradford Kitchen um, started posting on social media on um, Twitter um, Instagram Facebook 
Um, and then rebranded to Shren Shren when Cyrillians started calling what I do Shren Shren, which literally means fancy. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I rebranded um, about two years ago to um, Shren Shren, which is um, now my food business, doing the products, um, the drinks, all inspired by Cyrillian yeah. and a little bit of Kent um, and um Prosecco and other products that I do. It's amazing. It's a great story as Thank well. You. And and so this is your it's your full time job now. It's it? my full time job now. I love yes. it. Yes. So we're going to take a deeper dive into the food and cooking of Sierra Leone today. Um, and I know you've got lots to share. Um, so let's begin with, um, you said there's a tradition of mixing meat and fish. Oh, yes. let's, let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so in most Sierra Leonean cooking, because we eat lots of fish in Sierra Leone because yeah. we're by the coast and, and that. So we don't really eat that much meat. But usually if people want to cook meat and stuff, they will add it with fish and we'll okay. mix fish and meat, whether it's stews and whether it's sauces and stuff, we'll mix um, fish and, um, and meat together. But one of the things that we usually use for umami and stuff is smoked fish. Oh, okay. So we use lots of smoked fish in our traditional cooking just to add extra smoky umami flavor to yeah. all our, our local and traditional dishes. Especially if we're using palm oil as well, because palm oil has got like a smoky um, flavor yeah. to it, red palm oil. So adding that with smoked fish really works well. And is the smoked fish dried or cured yeah, so at all? It is. It's yeah. um, dried and smoked. We usually with no salt, so it's more like a. Pre- so we use smoking more like a preservative method yeah. to preserve fish longer. Yeah. Um, and so it's really dried out, and then um, it's smoked as well. So it's got a smoky smell to it, and um, and depending on what type of fish, we tend to dry. It. Dry them um, differently. Like okay. if you have snapper, you dry it a little bit longer than barracuda and stuffs and um, and different dried fish you cook it at different times as well yeah amazing yeah and you mentioned palm oil there because that was one of your points about you you said Sierra Leone palm oil is the best the in best, Africa yes. <laughs> absolutely it's what the makes best it so, in West Africa what makes it so special well it's um it's really red so um and for me the biggest thing about talking about palm oil has been this confusion where yeah. the palm oil in West Africa has yeah. been confused with the palm oil that's causing so much disaster in Asia and and uh, we do not cut down like we do not cut down um, greeneries. We do not cut down forests. Yeah. We don't have manicured palm oil plantations. You know, like my grandmother's got a, a plant, palm oil plantation. Nothing's yeah. cut down, and it's been like that since probably I was a child and stuff. So it's just, and within that, you grow other stuff. So nothing is destroyed just to plant palm oil. And the palm oil that we grow is the really red one. The one that comes from Asia, okay. it's, I know they usually bleach it right, to make, okay. like, which is in soaps and everything. Yeah. But our red palm oil is really, really red and um, it's got, it's quite healthy. Um, it's cold pressed. Um, so it's, um, it's, um, it's basically olive oil to us. Yeah. You can we eat it, we cook it, we eat it as it is, <laughs> and um, we sprinkle it, we drizzle it on things. Yeah, so you use it in every stage of cooking, yeah. not just for frying, but for finishing, for, finishing, for drizzling. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we have dishes where we just use it for finishing, and we have dishes where we cook it from the start, and we do fry with it. Yeah. We fry fish with it, and um, yeah, we make lots of dishes with it. But ours is the best in Sierra Leone yeah. because. Um, 
it's just the way it's done in small batches as well. Yeah, so it's small. Um, it is like for people at home who don't realise it's a, it's small holdings yes. with farmers have got like a, a small plantation and they'll just be selling to yeah. to locals. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and I tend to use most of the palm oil coming from. I don't trust any other palm oil. <laughs> I have to be honest. So you've got a regular supply yes, coming in. Yes, I have in. a regular <laughs> supply coming from Sierra Leone. So I find all the Sierra Leone in shops and just get my red palm oil from them because I know that I'll get the best palm oil from them. Oh. Oh, wow, I love it. Yes. Um, tell us about leaves, because you said that's an important part of the, the diet, the Sierra Leone diet. Yes, yeah. So we eat lots of leaves, um, like sweet potato. We eat the leaves. I didn't even know sweet potatoes. <laughs> Sorry for being so ignorant. Like, I was like, really? Okay. Yeah. So we eat sweet potato leaves. Sweet potato leaves is basically, it's just like spinach. Oh, wow. um, And it cooks like spinach yeah. as well. And sometimes... Um, here, when Cerulinians don't have sweet potato leaves, they might substitute with spinach. And, right, and that. Okay. But it's just spinach has got a lot more water yeah. than sweet potato. Sweet potato hasn't got as much water in there. But um, yeah, so we eat lots of leaves. Um, we eat cassava leaf as cassava. well. Cassava. Yes. I, I read, is that is this true that it's the... The Sierra Leone national dish is oh, a yes, cassava leaf. A cassava leaf. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, I don't know if it's been official, but oh, I'm yeah. making it official <laughs> that it's our official, it's our official dish. Um, so cassava is another big sort it's of another big, iconic big, ingredient. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's a massive ingredient to us. Um, it's um, the, the roots we eat, uh, cassava roots we eat in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Like we make like fermented dough, which we call fufu. Mm. Um, we boil it, we fry it, we make chips with it. Wow. It's like potato to us, basically. And um, we also eat the leaves, yeah. um, which we make sauces with. Um, we eat um, like okra. We eat okra leaves as well. So okra has leaves and we eat okra leaves. And those are, those, that is... Okra leaves we particularly use during raining season. Yeah. Um, because you have fresh okra and the leaves are quite young and fresh yeah. and we cook that as well. But we do eat lots of leaves, so we have quite a healthy diet. It's like the them. ultimate no waste cooking, isn't it? Because I know that ultimate, was another one yeah. of your points was like it's just we don't waste anything. No, we don't. We literally don't waste anything. And the peel is usually used to feed um animals as well yeah you know and um like when we went for my location shoots um we the location shoots we were doing something with some um, sesame seed because um sesame seed in Sierra Leone, for example it's not peel it's not it's not de-husk it's, you have to do it yourself oh wow i know so it's quite labor intensive and stuff like that but once um the ladies finish using de-husk in it the husk were used to feed chickens oh Wow, so, really, so yeah, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, because you had a, um, that was one of your ingredients. Another one wasn't it? Agiri, yes. which Ogiri. is uh, which is fermented. Yeah. Is it sesame. fermented and smoked sesame yeah. seeds? So wow, it's, that just um, sounds fascinating. How oh, it, how it is. is that made? So it's um, boiled first. So you get yeah. raw sesame seed. You boil it, yeah. and then um, after boiling, it's wrapped in like um, muslin cloth, and then some banana leaf, and then it's left to ferment wow. for a couple of days. Um, afterwards, um, they add salt to it and then smoke it. What? So, so you re- that smoky uh, character is is very distinctive in Sierra Leone yes, cooking. Yes, it's would you very say? very distinctive. Yes, yeah. because the smoking does two things: it adds flavour, mm-hmm. but it also kills 
any bacterial, which oh, okay. is what the salt and the smoking needs to kind of get, add flavor and kill any bacterial um, yeah. after that. So it's wrapped in, then wrapped in banana leaves and smoked. Um, and that's it. Uh, I yeah. love the sound of that. Yeah. And do, do you use that in your cooking yes, now? Yes, do. we do. We do use it. It's very, very important to our traditional dishes. Like yeah. a Cerulean traditional leaves or sauces are not complete if you don't add that to it it's a bit like um yuki actually made me laugh because she described it as um it's a bit like miso oh right okay because yuki's the photographer yeah. for your book isn't she yeah. and she's yeah. japanese so yeah, yeah. but it's interesting <laughs> yeah. that that flavor profile goes through different cuisines but pops up in as different things yes. you know but it's that umami isn't it it's it's that umami. Umami flavor, so it yeah. gives like a really heavy savory umami flavor yeah. to our, our dishes and that combination of the fermented sesame seed mix because it's got that smoky flavor and then you mix it with that palm oil yeah. together it's very very distinctive of cerulean cooking yeah i love that yeah <laughs> Let's talk a bit about soups and stews yes. and the differences, because I know these are fundamental and you wanted to tell me. Yes, and it, it, I read about it and I got a little bit confused <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to wait for Maria to explain it. <laughs> yes, soups and stews. Like we have pepper soup, for example. Pepper yeah. soup is like, that's across West Africa, actually. It's not just Cerulean. Yeah. But um, it's spicy. It's got lots of um, peppers and that. And not just like chili, but different peppers, different West African peppers okay. and flavors in it it's quite a comfort um, food um, so that we call soup because okay. it's watery nothing is fried and there's a lot of liquid to it okay so when you fry things yep. in Sierra Leone if you fry things and you fry your onions before you add your fish or your meats and that then it becomes um, stew. That's stew. Right? Yeah, that's okay. stew. Um, and then the greens, when we cook the greens, we call it plasas. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the greens, yeah, so that's very different very distinctive, to that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, anything that we don't fry, it's soup. But if we fry anything, even if the fish is just fried and we make sauces, it becomes stew. It becomes stew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's quite, yeah, I think yeah. I, can, I can hold on to that. <laughs> And what would be some of the like the most famous like stews, stews. that you cook? Yeah. Um, so we have like pamoil stew, for example, which will have like um, aubergine in it, and we do use lots of onions in Sierra Leone. Yeah. Like most most of our base sauces have got lots of onions, a lot of ginger, a lot mm. of garlic, and you know all this. Um, lovely flavors yeah, smelly gorgeous. nice stuff in it and that we add aubergine to it and then we also add things like um the um garden eggs yeah so it's like still the aubergine family but oh like, yeah it's like a little i know what you mean is it like the little white yes, aubergine? Yeah, absolutely yeah, 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 like yeah. the little white aubergine thing and that yeah. we add to it yeah. and um and we'll usually either fry the fish or add it fresh at the very end of that dish and that will cost you like that's one of my favorites yeah, actually absolutely. um sauces because um it's um it does remind me a lot of um sunday or uh, saturday or sunday cooking um and another thing that we make, like stew we have beef stew yeah so i know jello rice is a massive 
conversation in West Africa because <laughs> um, we do have all sorts of fights about jollof rice. But in Sierra Leone, our jollof rice, you can't just give somebody jollof rice. Oh. Um, you have to do it with like a stew, whether you're doing it with a fish or meat or chicken or, not, or sometimes all three mixed together yeah. to make the sauce. But we serve our jollof rice with um, a stew and it comes with some kind of stew, which is a very onion-based um, sauce yeah. uh, where the onions are cooked really slow um, the meat is pan fried first and then boiled so it's tender and then added to to that yeah yeah amazing I love the sound of that I, so where does Sierra Leone stand in the jollof rice we do the best are you, well, are you okay? yeah I have to say we do, well, I'm still gonna say we do the best jollof rice yeah we always win jollof competition yeah, yeah. I love that <laughs> We always do. Like we, 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 we tend not to fight because we're like, if you have the yeah. best jollof rice, do you need to fight about having <laughs> yeah, the best jollof rice? You don't no. need to. You leave the people who don't have the best jollof rice to fight about <laughs> jollof rice. <laughs> okay, gauntlet thrown down for that. <laughs> now you got me into trouble with all my Nigerian and yeah. Ghanaian friends. <laughs> and you mentioned... Um, you mentioned groundnut there, peanut. Yes. You said that's that's used a lot. We use in, a in lot. Different ways, in different or, ways. Yeah, tell yeah. us about some of the ways. So and... as snacks, um, we have something that we call patch granites. It's actually in um, in my cookbook, um, which the peanuts is um, soaked, salted, and then toasted mm-hmm. later. It's really, really nice. Lovely. And that's like street food. But um, in most of our dishes as well, and peanut soup. Um, peanut, so we have peanut soup where nothing is fried. The peanuts is just put in and then you add different things to it at different stages but we also have peanut stew where the onion is fried the fish is fried and then you add the peanuts and that we call peanut stew and that's a different version of it but we also have like we add peanuts to like cassava leaves so when we cook in our cassava leaves we use peanuts to it to add flavor and um, so there's certain local dishes that we do we add peanuts to it as well but would you would you bash them down oh yeah so it's peanut butter so oh really yeah so it's but it's not as we know it it's like peanut butter that's just been peanuts that have just been ground without any additives and absolutely absolutely so um usually what you what they would do in the markets they'll toast all the peanuts and you'll just have peanuts sold by the cup toasted and you buy and you take it to another section of the market and they grind it for you and you get your peanut oh nice um, so it's fr- I bet that t- I bet the flavor. I can it taste does. it. It now. tastes amazing. Freshly absolutely. roasted ground yes. peanut butter. It, it's it tastes absolutely amazing. I didn't even know peanut <laughs> butter has all the added stuff to it until I came to England yeah. because I just thought peanut butter. This is how it tastes yeah. until I started tasting peanut butters in jars. I'm thinking that's not peanut butter because yeah. it's got other stuff added to it. I think you can get. I think you can get some yeah. some ones now where. There's a lot less additives, yeah. and it. But but historically, it was to keep it, um, you know, homogenous. So you would scoop it out, and the, the first scoop would be the same as the last scoop. But I think these days, there's a lot of nicer producers who are making more yeah. of perhaps something that you might come across. Yeah, that's a bit I more do. natural and yeah. full of flavour, which is yeah. which is really really good. Um, I just want to talk a bit about your cooking. So Shwen Shwen, you said it's it's what people. Um, you know, it, is it the Kiro language? Creole language. Creole, Creole yeah. language, Creole. yeah. Uh, for fancy. Fancy, So yeah. people were trolling you on Instagram <laughs> going, fancy <laughs> woman, <laughs> what is this? This isn't your yeah. own food. Um, yeah. And I love it. So you changed the name. You so were like, I call me so, fancy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Maria Bradford. Yeah, yeah you were like, call thought, me fancy. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with yeah. that. If you think what I do yeah. is fancy, then <laughs> I've, let's go for fancy. So how would, how would you take... Um, 
because I know you, you you call it Afrofusion as well. How would you take the the elements of Sierra Leone cooking, uh, West African cooking, and turn it into Maria Bradford's food? How would how does that appear on the plate? So, what I've been trying to do is be true to traditional Sierra Leonean cooking mm-hmm. because. Personally, I feel like our cassava leaves, our sauces, and our really core traditional dishes, they don't need to change. I like it the way it is. It's perfect how it is. All I need to do is cook it well, cook it with nice, good ingredients, and plate it well. And that's all I need to do with it. The Afrofusion part for me is having that freedom to use ingredients within West Africa and within um, Africa in general to create other new dishes and to be... To, to be able to explore our ingredients a lot more. Like, dessert is not a massive thing in Sierra Leone. We don't do desserts. I saw that yeah. you said, I want to, I'm picking you up on this. You said, we don't do dessert. We have dancing, not dessert. <laughs> yes, we do dancing afterwards. Like, who wants desserts? Nobody. And you said, we, and we don't need, we need less dentistry and sex packs on the norm. Come on, Marie, I'm not going to let you get away without explaining that a bit yeah. more. <laughs> Yeah, so we don't do desserts. So um, some of the Afrofusion things that I do is like yeah. really using those Cerulean ingredients yeah. and creating desserts with it, but um, also using local ingredients yeah. as well to create new things and having new take on our ingredients. And that's where the Afrofusion parts come in. Mm. Um, I try very, very hard not to change too much of what's happening um, with traditional Cerulean cooking. For me, it's just about... Mm. Um, the techniques that we already have, using those techniques, but adding my own touch to it to make it better if I can, yeah. uh, make it better in places, make it better in places. And yeah. that usually comes down to quality of ingredients okay. and, and working with good suppliers and that. And then the Afrofusion thing is just getting local ingredients and that and creating new yeah. ideas and new stuff. With and it. also like bringing your whole personality. And bringing, absolutely, and bringing my personality it. into it. Um, I'm very visual. Um, when I look at, when I think about food, um, I, I don't, I, I hate big portions. I'm yeah. not a big portion <laughs> girl. So, and fish, um, food needs to be visually appealing. Mm. Um, so that comes in very much with my style of plating and stuff like that. Because um, I just, don't want to overwhelm people on on, on a plate. Um, and I like um, simple dishes yeah. as well. You know, s- simplicity is quite important to me. Um, and the other thing is quite, um, for me, I just feel like not a lot of people know about Cyrillian food uh, or familiar with West African cuisine and stuff like that. So making things visually appealing and bringing people into the fold so they kind of learn about the ingredients on the way yeah. as well is quite important to me yeah. because um, I don't want them to just eat the food. I want them to be able to learn more about Cyrillian and um, how important mm. these ingredients are to us. Absolutely. And to me as well, you know, I talk a lot about my connection or my interaction with the food and um, how I grew up eating this food. And um, street food, Sierra Leone, for example, is so important to me because, um, you know, I used to eat street food a lot. So talking about that and kind of adding my own touches to yeah. street food, Sierra Leone, is quite important to me yeah. as well. Yeah. And I know you've got a lot. I know you've got a lot on your plate at the minute, but... Has any has it anyone ever said to you? Would you be interested in doing like a pop up or something so people can come in? Because I know at the minute you can people can book experiences, yeah. catering, dining experiences mm. through you. You know, for for a group of people. Yeah. Has it has it been a thought to um, kind of do? Yes, but I used to do that. Did so you? before I had the studio, yeah, and before COVID, 
I used to do um, pop-ups in London. Oh, okay. Yeah. So COVID came and then I stopped doing that. But yeah. pop-up was how I started. I used to do pop-up in London with a friend of mine um, and we did different things. And what was really nice about our pop-ups, like we think about themes and, and that. And um, she was fantastic at coming up with brilliant themes or books that we've read are African yeah. books and then taking ingredients from that book and creating a whole event out of it. So me and her used to do all of that um, yeah. in London. I'll definitely be doing that at some point when Great. I don't have so much on my... Well, you've got a lot on at yes. the minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and when So the book is coming out next year. I think it's May. May. Is that yeah, right? So you're, and you're year. almost finished. You just almost telling me. Finished. Almost finished. And I just need to do glossary and um, acknowledgements now. Yeah. And, and what, then what can people expect? from the book a lot of my personality a lot about Sierra Leone Um, I really want people to get to know um, Sierra Leoneans and how important food is to us and how happy we are and how food (laughs) is just Every everything yeah. everything for the minute we wake up to when we go to bed, our life revolves a little yeah. bit. It's a bit sad actually, but really good. Our life revolves around food. Like we think about food a lot, and yeah. um, you know, um, and um, we're very happy people. So Lenians, I think we're calmer. We're quite calm in West Africa. Um, <laughs> and you're good at dancing. We're very good at dancing. Absolutely, I'm, I'm terrible at dancing, but we're very good at dancing, and um, we do like to party. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing we do not have a couple of Serenians gathered together where yeah. food is not involved right okay um, so you it's know, part of your it's whole it's part yeah. of our whole thing yeah. like you know we got two three Serenians gather they're talking about bringing, <laughs> everyone bringing their own food and that's so it's quite important <laughs> to us so yeah so that's the book is going to be you know about um Sierra Leone, talking about Sierra Leone, talking about my family, talking about my grandmother. I just think my grandmother's got such a fantastic story and I want to be able to tell that story. And my connection with food, my interaction with food and uh, my travels around Sierra Leone because we spent five days um, traveling around Sierra Leone, different people that I met um, and the importance of um, cooking together and um, coming together and what food does and all of that commensality and and stuff like that. So that's what the book's going to be about. More than ever. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to read it. Thank um, you. And where can everyone keep up with what you're doing? Is, is Instagram the best oh, place? Oh, yes. So Instagram, Twitter. Um, yes, definitely. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and my website as well. Um, I do keep updating shwenshwen.com. So shwenshwen, which is S H W E N. Yes. If you want to look it up. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming to chat to us today, Mary. It's been brilliant meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's fantastic. I've loved it. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.